the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And uh, my name is Greg Britton. I'm with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and my co-host Don Dix, uh, chapter leader for Act for America, a nationwide grassroots national security organization. We've been talking about the jihad and uh, things like this and the national issues, but we're going to turn it, take a different turn this week and back into education because... Winning the next generation is as or more important than winning the next election. And we have somebody who is um, in the trenches fighting this battle every day, Dr. Duke Pesta. And he is a professor of English at the University of Wisconsin. As I said before, somebody must have been asleep at the switch when he got hired and got tenured there. And he's also been a great leader speaking out over the country about Common Core. He's also the academic director of Freedom Project, Edu- Freedom Project Academy, which is an online K-12 through school. They do both individual, so you're, you, can, you're chi- you can enroll your child in this. But they'd also do, they also partner with schools and other organizations to provide the educational content if a school or organization wants to set up their own school. And he's going to be at the university. He's going to be – strike that. He's going to be at the Redlands Tea Party Patriots next Thursday, June 15th, to explain the crisis in American education. And we are so pleased to have him on the radio show today. Welcome, Dr. Duke Pesta. Gentlemen, thank you very much for having me. It is great to have you. And to kind of piggyback on what Greg said, I have often posited that nearly every challenge that America, the republic, faces can be sourced directly back to both higher and primary education. Would you agree with that? I absolutely agree. And, you know, our founding fathers agreed. I mean, wasn't it uh, Republic, uh, uh, it was Fr- Benjamin Franklin who said uh, that we'll have a republic as long as we can keep it? Uh, another wag pointed out that when the American people figure out that they can vote themselves other people's money, uh, then the American Republic will be at an end. And all of this, of course, is a consequence of, of miseducating kids now for decades. Absolutely. Well, and front and center, have a recent example of this uh, twit who was uh, leaking information from the National Security Agency that was just arrested uh, this week. Uh, you know, and what does she, what does she say? Uh, she says, being white is terrorism. And where did she well, learn that? Yeah, she got that in the schools. We have a young girl in Madison, Wisconsin, who wants the name Madison removed from her high school because, of course, he owned slaves. Forget the fact that historically James Madison lectured the American people about the evils of slavery, wanted slavery removed from the Constitution. Nevertheless, uh, all this young girl knows as a high school senior is that Madison was a slave owner, and so therefore his name on her high school makes her uncomfortable. It has to go. And we would never have had the Republic if not some of the founding fathers realized it was somewhat of a political calculation to a accommodate some of the colonies that were slave owners in order to form the republic in the first place and then deal with the issue of slavery down the road. That somehow gets missed as a part of what you just said. 
one of the most dangerous aspects of progressivism is that progressives aren't just content to start from this year and make everything in the future Orwellianly progressive. What they do, they feel they have a license to do, is go back hundreds and thousands of years of history and to eradicate history that doesn't conform to their progressive narrative. It blows me away that people like Madison and Jefferson, who were hundreds of years ahead of their time as political thinkers, must be condemned and removed from public discourse because in their own day and age, in other ways, they were men of their times. It is absolutely staggering. But they never apply that to other people. For example, Muhammad, who was a slave uh-huh. owner and a slave and an enslaver, yeah. somehow well, that's a great point. Go ahead. How about uh, how about Martin Luther King, who you know, wonderful civil rights leader, guy who gets all deserves the praise he gets. He uh, was years ahead of his time in many aspects of politics and civil rights. Yet he was a flagrant. Uh, he was a plagiarizer of his PhD dissertation. He consorted with communists at the end of his life. He um, apparently was very unfa- unfaithful to his wife. Uh, to even bring up these things, and I bring them up by way of comparison. To even bring these things up in modern discourse makes you a racist. To mention, like you said, that. Uh, Muhammad was a pedophile, right? Based on our standards, right? Sleeping with twelve-year-old, marrying twelve-year-old girls makes you a pedophile. Six-year-old, uh, but in their culture, but in the yeah, six-year-old, but in their culture, right? A thousand years ago, that wasn't the case. So the progressives don't go after the or, or the fact that Margaret Sanger, the sainted founder of Planned Parenthood, was a rabid racist eugenicist. If Planned Parenthood was the NRA. And the NRA was founded by somebody like Margaret Sanger. They'd have drummed the NRA out of existence already. But because Margaret Sanger, the racist, founded an organization dear to progressives, we conveniently ignore that aspect of history. Well, it's coming back to the history. I, and I'm sure you're familiar with the quote. Uh, George Orwell said that he who controls the past controls the future. He who controls the present controls the past. Well, I know where, you know, we talk about education, uh, you know, one of the biggest books that's used in, in uh, upper education to teach history is this revisionist history book or series of books, if you will, by Howard Zinn, who's lauded as some sort of amazing historian and nothing further could be the truth. There's way better uh, treatments of history available in text form to use to teach American history. Well, it yeah, absolutely. What your purpose and, is. Uh, well, the, the, the Zinn history is Alinsky history. It's all it is. It's overtly Marxist history of America. And it has already been debunked. And the sad thing is is that even even Zinn's books are, have been superseded by history textbooks for kids that are much more radical than that. But to go back to Greg's comment, uh, quote from George Orwell for a moment, that's exactly right, uh, that the left somehow has figured out and the right hasn't that history matters, that culture matters, that education matters. One of the great disappointments of my life is how utterly uninterested and ineffective Republicans are, even when you give them absolute power. In the state of Wisconsin, and we have the most, arguably the most conservative governor in the country, Scott Walker. We have a Republican Senate, a Republican Assembly, a Republican Supreme Court, all by comfortable margins. And in eight years of trying to move the Republicans to get interested in reforming education, they have done nothing. Wow. That That is horrible. And of course, when you talk education, one of the things that you have built your presence out here in Southern California, if not around the country, of course, is the effort to expose uh, just what Common Core is about, what the underlying uh, you know, goals and objectives of Common Core are. And we want to spend our next segment digging into that and your observations about the what has become of Common Core. And even uh, if Betsy DeVos, our new education secretary, is a 
is a partner in the process of revising education or an impediment? We'll get into all of that with Dr. Duke Pesta. His website, fpeusa.org, a service that supports homeschooled families or families that want to give their kids a better education who are enrolled in public school. Dr. Duke Pesta, when we return from our break. After this message from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, residential and commercial. More on the crisis in American education with Dr. Duke Pasta after this message. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now is the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. My name is Don Dix, chapter leader of the Act for America chapter in Corona, and Greg Britton, who is the leader of the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. And on the phone, we have someone who has been a guest on our program before, has been a speaker throughout Southern California, in fact, the country, on the topic of American education, specifically and most recently, Common Core. So, Dr. Pesta, give us an update. Since you were through this area, what has become of the fight against Common Core, and what has become, in fact, of Common Core as a whole? Well, it's a great point, and as we've been making, the point we've been making all over the country for five years, and all the points, I, you know, I hate to be that guy, but, you know, in almost every single aspect of what we claimed was coming down the road with Common Core, we've been proven correct. And I made it very clear, we, and a lot of other activists did as well, that Common Core, whatever else it was, it was a Trojan horse. Uh, it was a conduit. Uh, however bad it was as an educational philosophy, however uh, venal it was in terms of its meaningless testing, however expen- needlessly expensive it was, crony capitalism, on top of everything everything else, it was a way for the government to exert much, much more authority over what goes on in local classrooms than ever before in our history. And that's exactly where we are now. Common Core has melted away. It, uh, it underscores every aspect of your kid's curriculum today, uh, in, not just in English and math, where, where it began, but Common Core methodologies, social justice Common Core methodologies have infiltrated every aspect of the kid's curriculum. It is so pervasive now that there is no way to pull it out. Uh, all the textbooks have been changed and transformed. All the teachers are being reeducated. All the schools have committed to this. All the, the tech companies have provided laptops and iPads to go ahead and pr- uh, promote this in the classroom. It's not going anywhere now, number one. Number two, uh, and what all of this has done is it's melted away, and we now see a, a controlling federal entity, thanks to, in large part, the Every Student Succeeds Act, this ESSA, that was passed by Republicans in December of 2015, which basically now, for the first time in American history, cedes control of education at the national level 
to the feds, not to the states, not to the local communities. Uh, so they got everything they wanted. Not only have they completely transformed our classrooms from educational-based places to justice, advocacy-based places, political places, ideological places, they have also transferred control of education away from local school districts, local school boards, even the states, and that power now resides firmly in the hands of a federal government that, whether it's run by Republicans or Democrats, has no interest in breaking up this ideological and uh, very expensive monopoly. And to your point, just it, 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 it plays into it. Uniquely in California, a bill was passed not too long ago that mandates the education in our school systems of individuals who are uh, homosexual, who have a who contributed to history, became meaningful historical figures. Okay, fine. Uh, you feel that the, uh, the gay community was underrepresented in the historical record as far as contributions by those individuals, great. But what that's done now is it's been used by radicals in the state to not just teach the history, but to begin to use that as a lever for indoctrination of the homosexual lifestyle to debase the nuclear, the traditional family and introduce all of the, um, you know, the mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy lifestyles. But it goes even a step further to incorporate now sex ed that will that will include deviant forms of sexual expression in first through sixth grades. So this is just another example of how this uh, this this ju- social justice uh, menu idea gets uh, piggybacked and inserted as a Trojan horse into our educational system. I think it goes even further than that, uh, because this this going back through history and outing everybody you can possibly out as gay, it's the parallel of what we just said about the Founding Fathers, right? Progressives going back and rewriting history to conform to their narratives so that you can't even argue with them anymore, right? History now is a gay history that the kids are learning. History now is an anti-liberty, anti-Founding Father history. So you can't even go back to history books to prove that the progressives are wrong today. The sexuality stuff, the homosexuality stuff, homosexual history, if you will, is even more problematic because homosexuality is a relatively modern term. It's not more than 100 and 120 years old, but they're going back for thousands of years in history, and they're trying to project homosexuality on people who themselves would not have accepted the worldview, who did not, did not comprehend the possibility. Uh, even people who were attracted to, men who were attracted to other men sexually a thousand years ago were incapable of comprehending the idea that one day there would be such a thing as gay marriage. It did not compute to them. So you are actually not just projecting homosexuality back where it didn't exist. You are letting kids believe that all sorts of things that don't qualify as homosexuality were to magnify the impact of homosexuality on culture. So it's, all of it is bogus that way, uh, but it's destructive, like you say, in the social – and because of this. Uh, what did Illinois – Illinois just passed legislation that won't allow anybody to adopt a child – who does not support fully gay and lesbian and transsexual lifestyles. So if you're a perfectly good, committed Christian mom who even doesn't have a problem with gay marriage, but who does not believe in transgenderism, does not believe that an eight-year-old boy can think he's a girl uh, and actually be privileged that way, Uh, if you believe that, you can't adopt children in Illinois anymore. And I'm surprised. I'd be absolutely surprised if California doesn't have that or doesn't soon get it. Sounds familiar. But again, going back to your comment about Wisconsin being a I'm sorry, you said that was Illinois. In, that was in Illinois. Never mind. Illinois, Forget, yeah. it. Forget it. Yeah. Go ahead. Did the Republican governor sign that law? 
Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's all, it, yep, it's already part of their their way of handling adoption cases in Illinois. Absolutely, and this is going this is spreading across the country in a variety of ways too. Uh, so what we have here again is, and I've made this point many times on the transgender front. Male and female, biological categories of man and woman, male and female, have the scientific biological categories have now been deemed social constructs. So our kids are learning in, at school at every level that ma- man and woman are made-up terms. Male and female are non-existent constructs. However, if you identify is any one of the 56 different genders between absolute man and woman, you have to be taken as if that is scientifically true. You can't criticize it. You can't argue with it. See how far this has come. Actual male and female are discriminatory terms. They don't mean anything. But any one of 56 different variants of male and female now is treated as a privileged, protected category. On the other hand, uh, being homosexual conduct is entirely biologically determined and is uh, fixed by nature. Well, that's the argument, isn't it? We remember when they were pushing for Prop 8 in California. The whole argument was back in 2007 and 8 that homosexuality is genetic, therefore we can't be in any way treated any way differently. But it's funny. As soon as the activists won that battle with Obama, as soon as homosexual, homosexual marriage became de rigueur, the law of the land, notice how all the liberal activists, the gay activists, no longer use the biology argument anymore. They dropped it. Why? Why did they drop it? Because there is no biological proof. There are suggestive studies, but they're completely unverifiable in scientific laboratories. All of a sudden, gay activists have dropped the biological argument when it comes to transgenderism, because the one thing we do know is true is that male and female are biological. You cannot make that same claim nowhere near it for transgenderism. And so the activists have simply started, stopped using it. This has never been about science for them. It's been about advancing their very political, very ideological agenda by any means necessary. Donald Trump nominated Betsy DeVos as education secretary. We're going to get into Dr. Duke Pesta's thoughts about uh, what she can do or will do uh, to get us, get our education system back on the track that we would prefer after a message from our sponsor. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation the place to go for your real estate lending needs residential and commercial more on the crisis in american education with dr duke pasta after this message hi this is ed hoffman president wholesale capital corporation your local direct mortgage lender we've been serving our community with personalized home ownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in reno valley temecula corona downey westlake village and covina to service all southern california and arizona Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower. Two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday, 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. And again, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Right here on AM590, The Answer. Licensed by California DRE. Broker license number 01147747. And California Financiers Lenders license number 603K610. Licensed by the California Department of Business Oversight number 603K610. NMLS 9873. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. In, in 100 years, we've gone from teaching Latin and Greek in high school to teaching remedial English 
in college. And so said Joseph Sobron. Never heard of him, but it's a great quote. We have on the line with us Dr. Duke Pasta, who's a professor of English at the University of Wisconsin and is also the academic director at Freedom Project Academy, an online school that teaches a classical Christian-based education. And Donald Trump has promised to return control of education to localities. He's appointed uh, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos, who at least uh, claims to support uh, choice in education. What do you think uh, that uh, Trump and DeVos are going to do and what they can do and what should they do? Well, you know, I think that, um, first of all, it has to be said that anybody Trump appoints is going to be better than anybody Hillary would have appointed and is certainly better uh, than anybody Barack Obama appointed. Betsy DeVos is a committed person to trying to educate our kids better. Having said that, uh, she used her substantial um, money, her, the money that was left to her by her very wealthy husband, she used her substantial money to keep Common Core in the state of Michigan, even after many Michiganders wanted it gone. Uh, she supported Common Core. She, was on, uh, she worked with Jeb Bush in trying to push Common Core into the schools. The idea that Betsy DeVos was going to get rid of Common Core is absurd. As a matter of fact, a few months ago, about a month ago, she actually came out and said that there is no more Common Core in the schools. So therefore, she doesn't have to do anything. Uh, which is an absolutely absurd statement. Also, we know that Donald Trump had promised, as on the campaign trail, to get rid of the Department of Education. He's clearly not going to do that. He appointed somebody to be the Secretary of Education who is not going to get rid of the Department of Education. Uh, the one thing I will say for, for Betsy DeVos is, is that she's a big supporter of school choice, which strikes me as odd. You're not going to fix the real problems with education in the public schools. You're not going to get rid of the Department of Education. You're not going to repeal the ESSA Act. Uh, and you're not going to get rid of Common Core. But what you're going to do is make alternatives to public school more viable. Let that sink in for a second. She is the, the Secretary of Public Schools. And her response, and I, I look, I'm all for school choice, but her response is we're going to let the status quo reign in the public schools, and we are going to expand mom and dad's options outside of public schools. But the problem is if you don't fix the ESSA Act, which means you can't get rid of the Department of Education, which means Common Core stays and you can't get rid of Fed Ed and fix the schools, then what is the benefit of giving moms and dads different kinds of delivery systems for the same garbage education? This is the problem, right? If all they're getting is Common Core, watered-down Common Core, in a charter school or a voucher school, how is it really school choice? It isn't. And look at that study that came out in California just this week, right? One, more than one out of, one, more than 75% of African-American boys in high school and middle school cannot read, cannot read, not, 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 they can't just read at the reading level they should be at, they can't read. And so uh, in a place like California, the progressive paradise, which took Cal Common Core early, which, in, which emboldened it much more sooner than other states, uh, where you have a legislature that, that jealously protects it, uh, when you have a situation like that, the very people Common Core said they were going to help, minority students, inner city students, your African-American boys in your state can't read. More than 75% of them cannot read, period. And so we said this was going to happen. It's going to make all this worse. So Betsy DeVos, unfortunately, and by extension Donald Trump, I, I will only say this to defend Donald Trump. Uh, why would we have expected that he who went to private schools himself, his kids all went to private schools, how in the world, with all the other things he has to worry about, 
would Donald Trump have understood what the real problems facing our schools were? Um, and I remember, Greg, I mean, I, two years ago, two years ago this summer, I stood in front of your Patriot group in Redlands, and I remember talking about this, about, you know, trying to temper some of the enthusiasm for Donald Trump on the education front that was out there. Uh, and now, unfortunately, it, you know, and, and people, there were some people in the audience who weren't happy about that. Um, I'm a big supporter of Donald Trump, better than the alternative, but on this issue, I fear um, the best we can hope for is school choice, which, again, will provide more opportunities to study in different venues what is largely the same failed curriculum. I'm going to give you a chance to uh, respond to some critis- uh, to uh, uh, some of your points there, because I know that they're going to be made about Betsy DeVos being a an opponent of Common Core. That narrative was out there. Uh, get you to respond to that. But you brought up speaking at Redlands Tea Party a couple of years ago. I want to reiterate, you're coming back on June the 15th to do an update on Common Core, uh, the status of American education, uh, other topics that are going to be a part of this on June the 15th. Greg, tell us a little bit about the details where and where people can learn more about Dr. Pesta's appear, appearance. And we're so pleased to have him back. He's a great speaker. He'll be at 7 o'clock. He's at the Mill Creek Cattle Company in Mentone, 1874 Mentone Boulevard. And we'll soon have something posted on the website, redlandsteaparty.net, as well as our Facebook page. Page, look for Redlands Tea Party on Facebook, and we'll, it'll be all over the place. So we encourage you to come here, Dr. Pesta. Um, basically, if, if, you're, if you're concerned about your children or the future of the country, you should be there. Um, Greg, before you move forward, um, I want to tell the people out there, it's one of my very favorite venues to speak in the whole country. You guys do a fantastic job putting it on. Will you let the people know, though, is there any charge? Do they have to make any reservation to show up, or is it free and open to the public? It is free and open to the public. We can accommodate uh, 200 people plus there, so there's ample room, and we encourage everyone to come out and learn more about how you can better educate your children. We're going to talk in our next segment about your alternative, and there's others that do the same kind of thing of providing education for your children or grandchildren outside of the government-run schools. Let me make this point, is we still call them public schools, and I think more accurately they should be called government-run schools because that's what they are. Yeah, the beautiful point. Government schools because the govs own them right now, and that, you can blame the Republicans for making that legal with the ESSA Act. We will be back with more with Dr. Duke Pesta, the State of the American Education System, after this break. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. My name is Don Dix. I am the chapter leader for the Corona chapter of Act for America. I'm with Greg Britton, the co-host of the Unite Inland Empire radio program, who is the one of the cabinet members of the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. We have on the phone with us someone who has a, a known quantity, if you will, in the Inland Empire. He's done many speaking tours throughout the country, spent a lot of time out here in Southern California, Dr. Duke Pesta. He's a professor of English at the University of Wisconsin, a tenured professor, by the way, which means they theoretically can't monkey with his employment there and he can be as uh, strong an advocate for education reform as he wants to be he's also on the board and part of the founding of the organization called the freedom project academy that website you can get more information about dr duke pesta's support services for families that want to entertain uh homeschooling as well as private schooling in churches and other types of uh education systems fpeusa.org is the website before the break, Dr. Pesta, we were talking about Betsy DeVos, the state of American schools. And I wrote this note down as you were talking about what 
the education system has and whether or not Betsy DeVos is or is not uh, a supporter prior to her appointment as Department of uh, Education Secretary of Common Core. Uh, you said you said some things and I wrote this note down. Are the schools even fixable between the unions, Dr. Pesta, uh, the embedding of Common Core, as you state, uh, this new mindset, this uh, social justice mindset that now is pervasive, probably throughout the educators that are coming out of our education system and going into public education as teachers. Are these public schools or government schools, as Greg would like to call them, even fixable? Should parents concerned about this begin exploring alternatives outside the public school arena? They are unfixable. Like I said, you've got the unions, you've got the entire progressive establishment, the Democrat Party, uh, particularly in states like California with a stranglehold on education. There is so much corporate money flowing into the propagation of these social justice textbooks, the way the classrooms are are orchestrated. And now, thanks to Republican fecklessness, uh, the Republicans, after they got control of the Senate under the Obama administration, they did nothing to try to fix this. They had the Senate and the House, even when Obama was president the last few years. They did nothing. In fact, what they did under the leadership of, of, the, of the reckless and dangerous Paul Ryan from my state is they made it easier for the Democrat liberal uh, uh, education agenda to move forward because of things like the ESSA Act. You can't fix them. The only thing that would fix them is if there was a mass exodus of kids, if millions of public school kids left for private schools or for homeschooling, that might trigger reform. But we're talking 60 million American school kids. If eight to 10 of them vacated in a year or two, they might learn from their mistakes. Uh, it would be good for the country. It would be good for education if that happened. But I, I just don't see the, the parental will to give up eight to 10 hours of public babysitting at the public schools to educate kids themselves. So I don't see it changing. No, and that, that is a, a burden on the parents. And you talked about that when you were last at the Redlands Tea Party, Patriots, is that Particularly if you have two parents that are working and earning an income, one of them may have to give up that in order to, in order to homeschool. And that's, and that's a major hit on the family income. It absolutely is. I don't believe for one second that the, two, the, the mandatory two-parent income requirements of the modern economy are an accident. This is not an accident. I mean, we have, the, we have a, a template for this, guys. Look at what happened to the African-American family uh, with the civil rights movement. Before the civil rights movement, the African-American family was one of the most stable, one of the most consistent. Uh, they stayed together. Uh, we see how the great society uh, era movement destroyed that family by providing cheap welfare, by making fathers in the home irrelevant. Uh, and, and I think what's happening today, that both mom and dad have to work, particularly in t- high-tax states like California, mom and dad have to work just to be able to keep the lights on and food in the refrigerator. That of necessity means that homeschooling, being responsible for your kid's education, or finding better alternatives to, to, to public school, like private schools, uh, that becomes so cost inefficient for them that the federal government thereby gets rid of alternatives to, to, uh, to other kinds of schooling. But it's funny, for all of that, guys, uh, homeschooling has grown um, by a million members in the last five years. Homeschool families have drum- jumped over the, tr- uh, the, the, they've tripled over the last 10 years. So moms and dads are finding a way to do it. Uh, certainly in states, uh, mid, mid, states that are not New York and California or Massachusetts, uh, the economies are more solvent. And so you can get by on less. Uh, but this is the problem, right, that we, have, we're, we can't kill homeschooling by banning it. Too many people stand by it. 
but if you if you make it so hard to have to pay anything, or if if not even paying for the homeschooling, just having to forego one fa- parent's income, you see what a burden this becomes on families who are trying to do the right thing. And when, um, tell us about your organization, the Freedom Project Academy, and what you do differently and better than the government schools. Well, well, what we do is we, we, we recognize all of the problems we just discussed, and so we are a completely online homeschool. Uh, from kindergarten all the way through high school, we are, we are a fully accredited school, which means kids graduate from our school, they, they, they get a diploma that gets them into college. So from kindergarten through high school, we have live teachers teaching real subjects in real time, not just recordings or discs. So there's a real teacher on the other end of the computer in your living room where your kid's getting his English class, his math class, his history class, his chemistry class. And so we teach real-time without any common core, no federal interventions, no high-stakes testing, good traditional classical schooling uh, where, where the grades and the assignments are all handled by the teachers. All the parents need to do is be able to look after the kids, make sure they're on the computer. Uh, the older the kids get, the more they can do it on their own in the privacy of their own home. For the 13, 14, 15-year-old kids in high school, they don't even necessarily need a parent present if the kids are trustworthy in doing their work. Uh, and so we provide all of that for radically reduced costs. You can get a full, full year of FPE classes for less than $2,100 $2, a year. Uh, and so it's, it is affordable for parents. Um, it's, it's something like $8 a day for a full-time kid in our school. That's manageable. So if we can find ways to get parents to make sure kids are able to do the work at home, we take all the pressure and burden off of them. Our history classes teach authentic history, no revisionist garbage. We teach our kids at every level economics so they understand what free markets can do and what socialist government economic systems can't do. It's education the way it used to be uh, before America. American education ran off the rails with too much federal and progressive involvement. And if you want to learn more about what Dr. Pesta is describing, go to their website, fpeusa.org. Learn more about this. I don't mean to trivialize what you guys have put together, but it sounds like what you're describing is almost education in a box. Yeah, but it's a much bigger box and a much fairer Well, box yeah, I just meant it, it simplifies yeah. it. I mean, it's not. Yeah, no, you're right. I think it's a great description. I think it's a really great description. It, it puts it, it manages it inside the home. In other words, if, if we provide the teachers, we provide the first-rate curriculum, we keep the cost low, that makes mom and dad the superintendents of our school, right? They get to determine. They get to die, decide. They get to pick their courses. So it is absolutely uh, snipping education down uh, so that we are the teacher employees and mom and dad, they're the school administrators or the principal. They're the ones who deal out discipline when their kids are bad. It's, a, it's exactly the way the founding fathers envisioned education. I got to believe every patriot in Southern California who is a parent who has the ability to struck, to include something like this in their lives should be giving you a call. I mean, uh, tell us how it starts. What, how does the process start? So if a parent says, you know, this sounds good, what's the next step? Just come to our website. You, you've given it a couple of times, fpeusa.org, or call us uh, at the number you'll find there. Uh, we'll, we'll, before you have to commit to anything, take a look at all of our book lists, what we teach from kindergarten through high school at every grade. You can access that free of charge. You can see exactly the books we teach and the methods we use. Uh, and we'll even, if you call us, we'll give you a code we'll, so that on your computer – 
you can punch in that code. You can hop into one of our live classrooms and see real teachers teaching in real-time kids. So you can see before you have to commit to anything what the classroom looks like, what kind of interaction there is, how the kids relate to the teacher, how the, the lesson plans play out, how the books are incorporated. So before you are committed to a single thing, you can find out every aspect of how we do what we do uh, at fpeusa.org. And look, even if you don't want to spend a couple thousand dollars for a complete education for your kid, steal our book list if you're going to homeschool them. <laughs> steal our book lists from kindergarten through high school and teach your kids yourself. Uh, it, it, the books are great whether we teach them or you do. So even if you can't afford to come with us or you don't think you can afford that, uh, but you want to homeschool or you want to impart, supplement your kid's edu- public school education, just steal our book list. And the other side of what you're doing is if a church, for example, wanted to set up a school and they could partner with you and they just they have the church has the facility. They just need somebody on the church end to monitor the kids and they've got a ready made school. It's fantastic that you brought that up. It's one of our most promising new ideas. We've got these great churches all across the country. I've been to many of them in California. That Monday, that, that Saturday and Sunday, they are hubs of activity. But Monday through Thursday, they are dead. All these extra rooms, these banquet halls, these great meeting rooms in these churches, there's nobody using them. What if these churches got back into helping moms and dads educate the kids? That right there takes care of the babysitting problem, doesn't it? Mom and dad can both go to work. They can drop their kids off at the church Monday through Thursday for a couple of hours to get their schooling, all you got to have as a church is a youth minister or a pastor or, a, or a, a mom and dad or moms who volunteer every other week to just sit in and watch the kids, make sure they're not getting into trouble and they're doing their work. And many churches, and then, and then, I was just going to say, many churches do that already in the form of they've got daycare set up, they've got other right. kinds of weekly services that they might be providing to families that need care. So they may already be doing some form well, of that. Of- Think about how cool it is. You could have two to three hours of school a day with us, and then you could spend an hour doing Bible study with the kids. I mean, talk about the churches have really kind of bailed on so many of our major cultural issues. They don't want to lose their 501c3 status, but then, and they're also becoming irrelevant. If we can turn some of these dormant churches into schools, and the, when we're giving them the great education, and then the, the youth minister can, can really reinforce biblical values with these kids afterwards, I mean, my goodness, you have a recipe for restoring the whole country. We want to thank you so much for being on our show today and uh, to hear more from Dr. Duke Pesta, come to the Residency Party Patriots meeting on June 15th. We have a special meeting because Dr. Pesta is going to be in town for a homeschool convention. And that's 7 o'clock at the Mill Creek Cattle Company in Mentone. It's free and open to the public and you can learn more about the, both the crisis in American education and how you as a parent or grandparent can provide quality education to your children at a cost that you can afford. And you can get some great food at the same time. Their, ri- their ribs are probably some of the best in the, in the, uh, in the area. So uh, it's a great night out. You'll learn a lot. And Dr. Pesta will be there. Dr. Pesta, thank you for the work you're doing and for you know, being a, uh, a lifeline, literally, for everything that, is, that, that we hold dear and that is being <laughs> eliminated from our education system. Thank you for that work. Thanks, guys, and I look forward to seeing all our California friends next week. Great. Thank you. We'll be back after a break from our sponsor for this segment. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this.
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morale asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. If you missed it, we just had a great four sessions with Dr. Duke Pesta, who's a great leader in both the Common Core Resistance Movement and in providing alternative, better quality pro-American, pro-Christian education through his organization, Freedom Project Academy. And he's going to be at the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, a special meeting June 15th, 7 o'clock at Mill Creek Cattle Company in Mentone. And really not to miss if you care about the future of the country or your children. And this show, as all shows are, will be up on our podcast site on the uh, AM590 Dot info website click on podcasts scroll down to unite ie we had philip haney on last week that podcast is up and i gotta tell you greg we had a number of people that contacted me who listened to that show real time uh as it was being aired last saturday at four and then again last saturday at eight and Tremendous feedback. People who listened to the show were really uh, a couple. Uh, one of them was brand new to uh, hearing Filipini's story, and they were blown away by what he said. He was at the Redlands Tea Party uh, meeting last Thursday. How'd that go? Oh, it was very well received. Yeah, he, he's a, he's he's a he's not the most dynamic speaker. I, I do, Dr. Pest is, but he has the knowledge. He has the commitment. He has. He was there inside the agency finding terrorists until uh, the Obama administration stopped him and forced him to retire. And uh, it really ties in locally because he was tracking the jihadist network that the San Bernardino terrorists, their mosque is part of that jihadist network. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one and of the he, things he, that he, he reiterated believed, in our in our interview. Right. He believes he would have identified those terrorists before they struck if representatives of Hillary Clinton's State Department had not come in to shut down that investigation. And speaking of Philip Haney and San Bernardino, Act for America has sort of launched on a new initiative to incorporate some of the tactics of the left. You know, one of the things that the left does, and I've said this before, in 2008, they were successful in organizing, uh, out-organizing Republicans, getting Barack Obama elected. They are also very good at getting their message out via rallies, protests. You know, the Women's March on D.C. that occurred the day after President Trump drew, what, tens of thousands of people. This is is an area that they excel at. Well, Act for America has begun that process process as well, embarking on a new initiative to essentially get our message out, which is essentially that, uh, you know, 
Sharia law is anti-human rights. When you really boil it down, look at the way that gays are treated in the uh, women are treated. World. Look at the way that Christians women are treated. And Jews and anyone who not is, a Christian, anyone who is not a believer in Islam, right? Not a Christian church in Saudi Arabia. In fact, Christian uh, non-Muslims can't even drive near Mecca. So you know there is there is an apartheid within Islam. You look at women, practice. by the way. Well, there you go. <laughs> So, at any rate, we've did, we, our first march was Saturday morning. Uh, people that are hearing this uh, Saturday afternoon will may have even now heard some of the press accounts of that. Our first march Saturday morning uh, was the location for the uh, Southern California uh, march was in front of and down the street of Waterman, in generally in front of the Inland Regional Center. And it was just great to and uh, recording on Thursday, but uh, we, uh, just looking at the Facebook page, already hundreds of people have indicated that, that they plan to attend. So I think that we're going to get a, a a good turnout at this event. People that are really ready to stand up. And as Sharia law is not just against human rights; it's against the Constitution, because under Sharia law, it takes precedence over all other law, including the Constitution. It's a fact. That's a fact. And speaking of Filipini, the Department of Homeland Security and Stopping Terrorism, the FBI is also responsible for that. And their former director, Comey, uh, had an opportunity to tell his side of whatever this sordid story that's unfolding in Washington, D.C. is about Russian collusion and Russian interference in the election. Your thoughts so far on the te- uh, Comey's testimony in the three-wing circus in Washington, D.C.? Well, it's not just a three-wing circus, but let's cover that in our last segment, and let's go to a break here, and then we'll, then we'll finish up with Comey and uh, what's happening in Washington after this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. I'll back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. James Comey on Capitol Hill this week, and I think some of the headlines really sort of say it all. Um, On Drudge, appearing on Drudge, the headlines, and I'll just read down these very quickly. Soap opera, Comey admits orchestrating a memo leak. There's one of your leaks. Testifies Lynch pressured him on Clinton investigation. We'll come back for that. There was definitely red meat for both sides of this. Uh, there's a paper out disappointing the witch hunters. In other words, the the folks that are hoping to you know get their narrative out about collusion uh, affecting the election, not so much. Even Chris Matthews says the collusion theory completely falls apart with Comey's testimony. The Dems are now shifting focus to obstruction. Uh, you know, Donald Trump obstructing the, uh, you know, the work of the FBI looking into this. And it seems like the real obstruction happened with Loretta Lynch, as we learned. That was, I think, was one of the blockbusters from this testimony. Sure. And but there was no obstruction. Comey has said that. Uh, the current uh, acting director, McCabe, right. has said that, that no one has interfered in any way with this bogus investigation. They've been able to investigate whatever they please. And despite having going at this since last July with the NSA... CIA, FBI, 
Treasury Department Financial Crimes Unit, wiretapping, electronic surveillance, they've got zero, zippa, nada, nothing of any evidence that anyone, that Donald Trump or anyone associated with him has done anything illegal or even improper vis-a-vis Russia. Absolutely. And fascinating that when the senators were grilling Comey, they all start out with what a wonderful, you know, uh, public servant he's been, how his reputation is impeccable, blah, blah, blah. And then depending upon whether the right or the left, they begin to pick him apart. You know, so much for that that stellar reputation, because we learned some things that essentially may shed some light that Comey was more of a political animal than he was a law enforcement and investigative animal. Oh, absolutely. Very, very, very political, as we saw in, in how he handled Clinton and Hillary Clinton. And despite her clear and obvious guilt of violating laws regarding classified information and Let's talked about laws governing the uh, concealment and destruction of government records, classified or not. Clearly guilty, but because she's Hillary Clinton, he chose not, he chose to give her a pass on that. And not only that, we learned, and this was new information. We learned that Loretta Lynch, the former Attorney General under Barack Obama, apparently also engaged in her own form of pressuring. She asked the FBI Director James Comey to downplay the Clinton email server investigation and refer to it only as a matter. That's her word, quote unquote, a matter. Comey testified before the Senate Intelligence Committee uh, Thursday that when he asked Loretta Lynch if she was going to authorize him to confirm the existence of a of the Clinton email investigation, her answer was yes, but don't call it that. Call it a matter. Just call it a matter, not an investigation. Yeah. Here's what's really going on here is This is a counter-revolution, an attempted coup, and it's not just against Donald Trump. The Washington ruling class is striking back against all of the American voters who wanted a change in Washington and who dared to challenge what the ruling class was giving them. So if the ruling class policies caused 70,000 factories in America to close since the year 2000, so be it. The, 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 the American people should just accept that. If the ruling class wants open borders and they wants to import illegal immigrants, they want to import millions of Muslim immigrants who have this philosophy of Sharia law that's incompatible with our Constitution, accept that. If you want to have federal control of your schools, as Dr. Pesto was talking about, you'll accept that as well. How dare you, the American people and voters... Dare to challenge anything that we in your betters in here in Washington, because we know more, we are more moral, we are more wiser than you, the American people. How dare you challenge us? And that is what's going on here. And Dennis, to block that reform and block the American people from taking control of their government. And Dennis Prager would back you up on that point. He has an article appearing in the Daily Signal this past week called, Yes, America is in the midst of a civil war. Folks should go out and look that up because he makes the case exactly what you're saying is that there is a civil war unfolding. You can call it a coup. You can call it a a nonviolent civil war, but it is out there. June 15th, don't forget, go to the Redland Sea Party Patriots meeting with Dr. Duke Pesta at 7 at seven o'clock, Mill Creek Cattle Company. But get Mentor, there early to get a seat. Get, and get a good seat and get dinner. It's a wonderful place to go for dinner, and I hope to see you there. Back next week. 
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.